Welcome back to Team Talk. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser with you till 6 o'clock tonight. Bill Harvey, the PGA professional from Ladera Golf Course, is going to join us at 520. Uh, We'll talk about the first round of the Phoenix Open, as well as some of the comments that Phil Mickelson has made in the last week or so, uh, and this little uh, feud that he's got going with the PGA, and he's not mincing words with that. But yesterday we started talking about uh, this list, Sam, that Will Brinson put together, and I know there's been a lot of lists out there with regard to the best Super Bowls ever. So uh, let's kind of go through it. I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, so we we started talking about this yesterday on the top five, just going through some of the notable ones over the last handful of years because there is so I mean, there's a lot of recency at the top, like one through ten. There's you know a lot of them are some of the more recent Super Bowls. The top four are all involve Tom Brady, and I was thinking about this. This is this right here, like this list is the exact reason why. And and I know I kind of cut you off on this yesterday, so we can use this opportunity. To circle back to it, like this list right here, the, the these lists existing are the reason why I have such a problem with this this take that the Rams season is a disaster if they don't win. Specifically because you look at some of the top ones on this list, and these Super Bowls are known by a play. They're so famous and regarded as some of the best Super Bowls of all time, not because it was 60 minutes of non-stop best football you've ever seen it's one play that makes it memorable like number one on will brinson's list and again this you know the order is is debatable but number one on the list is uh is steelers is steelers patriots or excuse me seahawks and patriots uh from 2015 the 2014 season february 1st 2015 and this one's the malcolm butler game play clock at five Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Butler, a rookie free agent out of West Alabama. They try to pick play, Al. They tried to go here, but he beats him to the punch. And I'm sorry, but I can't believe the call. Me neither. I cannot believe the call. You've got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You've got... A guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. It's the finality of it. Like you and John, you and Dom were just talking about it. He and I chatted about it, you know, on, on the on the phone as well before we got him on the air. Like it's the last game of the year. You, the NFL season always goes by so fast, and then there's the finality of it, where a season ends and a championship is decided on that moment right there. Right, and, and that that's the other thing that we incorporated into our discussion is that for you young guys like you, uh, good dramatic Super Bowls are par for the course. To a guy like me, uh, there was many, many years. I said it was in the 90s. Actually, I started looking into it a little bit more, and, and it started back in 1980. Uh, like There was a stretch of 16 years where all but three of them were games that were decided by large, large margins. I mean, I'm going back, uh, 1980, it was 17, 81, 17, uh, 83 was 10 point, but then 84, 27, 85, 22, uh, 86, 36, uh, 87, 19, 88, 32, 1990, 45. So you yeah. get the, the, you get the drift, dude. The, these games, uh, and that's when like, 
football was exploding in popularity, and that's when everybody was starting to get together and and have these Super Bowl parties and all this stuff. And other than three years in like a 16-year period, there were not very many good games. Now, once... Uh, and I think the game that kind of changed everything was when the pa- Patriots ended up beating uh, the Carolina Panthers in a real good game. We've had a really good run of games. So uh, you mentioned the Malcolm Butler, you know, being at the top of a lot of people's list for the best Super Bowls. What others? So uh, just going off of uh, just going off of Will Brinson's list, and then you know we can also open up the open up the phones and the text line as well. What Super Bowl you would put at the top of the list? Nine nine four one zero one seven nine nine four. 1017. So, uh, yeah, so the Malcolm Butler game is at the top of the list. Number two, and again, same thing, remembered by one particular play. And, and this is always an interesting trivia question because it wasn't even the deciding play. It was just the one that everybody remembers. It's the David Tyree catch. They're fortunate that Samuel didn't intercept that one. Third down and five. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning. Stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground and... And then he came out of the pile and just slings it. It's like how with the Miracle on Ice, where the win over Russia, the, the Miracle on Ice was, you know, they had to win another game after that to get the gold. David Tyree makes that catch, and that was to call timeout and get him closer, where they actually had to score a touchdown after that. Eli Manning to Mario Manningham, that was Super Bowl forty two in 2008, the 07 season. Yeah, and hearing Joe Buck make that call to, to say David Tyree makes the catch is, is probably one of the most, the, the, the biggest understatements of all time. I mean, that was like a catch on steroids. Right. The Honestly, Eli Manning getting out of the yeah, sack that, was, the other was the way. Honestly, that part's even better than the catch. Like David Tyree had, I think it was Rodney Harrison to lead back up against. Just knowing... Eli Manning's career, and especially you know more recently the end of Eli Manning's career. Imagine him getting out of a sack where, and he had two different guys tug on his jersey to get out of that and make that throw. It, like that would be another interesting list because you know, this is this ends up being the Super Bowl, you know, the best Super Bowls one through fifty five. But so, but again, so many of so many of them are based on one play. I'd be curious if if there is a list out there. I might even be curious to maybe try it myself to do a list of the best plays in Super Bowl history because certainly that would have a case for number one. No doubt about it. Another one, uh, another game that's mentioned in the discussion uh, was the Eagles beating the Patriots, uh, beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and the um, Philly special was the the big play in that game that had people talking. Yeah, that was Super Bowl 52 just a few years ago. Doug Peterson, what a job he has done. Longtime backup. Dan Marino is in front of him in Miami, and then for many years, Brett Favre on Andy Reid's staff when he got into coaching in the NFL. A decade ago, he's coaching high school in Louisiana. This is an unbelievable call. This is like going for the onside kick against Peyton Manning because you don't want him to get the ball too many times. You don't think you can hold him out, and here we go. 
This could decide the game. Fourth and goal. Uh-oh. And they're going to snap it. And it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles. Touchdown. How do you figure? They go to the very, very, very back of the playbook for the touchdown. So that one would be on the bottom of my list as far as Super Bowls go. That was uh, that was 2018, the, the 2017 season. It was at U.S. Bank Stadium. And it's, it's interesting now in hindsight because this is the second year in a row that a team in the Super Bowl is the host team. It was the Bucks last year when it was in Tampa. Now it's the Rams with this one being at SoFi Stadium. That Super Bowl uh, uh, Eagles and Patriots was at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. in Minneapolis, and the Vikings made it to the NFC Championship game where they got absolutely demolished by the Eagles. That was that was a tough day because that was uh, the Patriots got in the Super Bowl because of the comeback against the Jaguars, who came oh so close to making it to the Super Bowl, and then the Vikings lose, and eh, I, I barely paid attention to that game. Look, so so you got, like, double whammy there because, you know, you spent time in both Minneapolis and in the Jacksonville area, so you're figuring one of those two teams are going to get in the Super Bowl. As it turns out, neither one did. I was and- ready to blow my entire life savings to get a ticket. Like, it, it was only going to be if they both did. If, if the Super Bowl was Jaguars-Vikings, if it was only one... Then it would have been a different discussion, but I was ready to just find every penny that I had in some couch cushion to find a ticket. Yeah, 41-33 victory for the Eagles there. And all the controversy that went around with of them playing a a Super Bowl in a cold-weather city. I mean, you're looking at the list of of all these locations for it, and uh, Minneapolis kind of jumps out at you, and, you know, all the... Media people were complaining because, like, it was so cold outside, and you know. But yet, uh, hey, they went on and and they survived it. I don't know what they're complaining about, man. Uh, Radio Row was at Mall of America, and then it's a cold weather game. Yeah, it's Minneapolis in February, but that's why these teams spend billions of dollars to build these stadiums. And I think U.S. Bank was, I think it was one point two billion, but that's why you pay that money is to host the Super Bowl. All right. Well, another one in the list is the Rams and the Titans. Um, and that game, you could not have, have gotten it any closer at the end. Here's the highlight of that one. From the 10, probably the final play of the game in regulation. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. No line. The game is over. The game is over. Now every Super Bowl should have an ending such as this. Down on the one-yard line, a terrific play call. Trying to give Dyson an opportunity to break a tackle. Super Bowl 34 from the 1999 season. The Super Bowl being in January of 2000. That Rams team, I, I was... When I was little, when I was little, I was a Rams fan because of those teams because you know they were the greatest show on turf, winning a Super Bowl that way. Like they they got me hooked as a little kid. Right, Kurt Warner, the MVP of that game, twenty three Titans, sixteen, uh, or excuse me, uh, twenty three Rams, sixteen to the Titans. So had the Titans been able to score there, and we don't know whether they would have kicked the extra point or 
you know, gone for two or whatever, but, you know, still the Titans were still a ways from winning that game, even if they had gotten into the end zone. But, uh, yeah, it definitely could not have got any closer. And like they said, you, the, the kind of ending that you, you know, you're hoping for uh, with these big games. The, All last, right. the, the last one I want to highlight, because we haven't had nearly enough fun with this this week. You are you, I mean, you are our resident Bengals fan here in the studio. Scott Galletti is our resident Rams fan. Like, we haven't, you know, gotten you guys hyped up nearly enough uh, this week, but on Will Brinson's list, I mean, this is one you know you probably want to forget, but on Will Brinson's list as well, Super Bowl 23, one of a couple of meetings between the 49ers and the Bengals, this one from the 1988 season, 49ers win 20-16, to thanks in part to another unlikely touchdown. Rice has just set a Super Bowl record with 12 catches, he's in motion, Montana, John Taylor, who sells cars in the offseason for Reggie Jackson, has just hit the home run for the 49ers. That's how you know it was a different time in America. (laughs) When NFL players had side jobs in the offseason. He's selling cars in the offseason. Back in the day, like baseball players used to sell appliances in the offseason. Way back in the day. Scott Galetti will know what I'm talking about on that. Yeah, the final score in that game. Uh, San Francisco 49ers 20, Cincinnati Bengals 16. And I will say this, uh, that was, what, 1986, you said? 1989, or, or, yeah, excuse me, 1988. In 1988, okay, so the game took place in 1989. Correct. And uh, from what, if I my memory served me correctly, it's one of the top two or three most watched Super Bowls of, of all time, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, that it would have been that long ago, yet such high ratings back then. All right. Uh, Well, that'll do it for this hour. When we come back, we've got the top five at five. We're going to talk some golf at 520 with Bill Harvey, the head uh, golf pro and PGA professional at Ladera Golf Course. You're listening to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.